Call Katie Case Bailey with Dunbar Real Estate for all of your real estate needs. Katie Case Bailey, Realtor Extraordinaire. Something to show, something to list, something to sell. Call today at 601-408-9980. You are listening to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. Thank you, Jamesy. Southern Miss Black Ops tailgate legend, Jason Bailey. Bump is uh, pretty good. Andy Wizard of Whiskey himself, Mr. Shanglock. But the reality is... They don't know, man! I've been looking forward to To The Top Talk. You know, I have that with myself every night. Look, for all you listen today, I'm not an idiot. What's going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome to To The Top Talk presented by Margie Jepson and Colonial Life. Margie is a super fan and person that can help your business with health insurance for your employees, medical, dental, and vision, disability, cancer, life insurance, and more. Southern Miss Lums get a free, get additional free services like telemedicine for all employees. This is the time of the year for open enrollment, and Margie is a to-the-top person to take care of you. Hit her up, 601-543-2429. Another fun fact about Margie, she is the originator of the traditional cheer, S-O-U-T-H-E-R-N, the homecoming lawn floats and Friday nights at the fountain, and a super fan of to-the-top talk. So shout out to Margie this week. You guys hit her up for your health insurance needs for your business. All right. Joining us now, back with us right now, Southern Miss Black Ops tailgate legend, Jason Bailey. Greetings and salutations, fellas. Yeah, man. Uh, good to be back. That was a long, long, long week. Um, and uh, I'm in a much better mood now than I have been for most of the week. And, um, you know. I give an update or two on my dad as the show goes along, but quick shout out to Margie for stepping up and sponsoring the show. Uh, she sent me a message that she was probably going to do it. And nice to see that she did. And Twitter mom in the house. Uh, we got a, uh, we've got another one of my favorite Golden Eagles next week, so we'll that'll be a fun one as well. Um, and also joining us, the Wizard of Whiskey himself, Shane Lott. Is all that stuff about Margie true? Like she originated the SOU chant and Friday Night at the Fountain, and she was like the the, the cheerleading guru back in the day. I, I believe that. If that's the case, then that is a hell of a damn accomplishment. Yeah, yeah. I, all this stuff is still going, right? That's a bigger deal than just a passing comment. Those are three Southern Mist institutions at this point in time. And Marge, I didn't know that. She's a podcast mom, bro. She's Yeah. She's stout. Now I got another message from Marge. Come to the Rock on Thursday. Being on campus is awesome. Being in the stadium with the pride and students fills you up with pride and supporting our coaches and teams means everything to them. Come have fun, cheer and let's shine on national TV. S M T T T. Thank you. Margie, appreciate that. All right, so um, we have a lot to actually get to this week, surprisingly. But before we do that, uh, <laughs> you, you know, I know everybody's had, uh, you know, the the Bailey family um, on their minds, in their hearts. Jason, do you have any update on Mr. Wayne? Yeah, so you know, and first of all, you guys did a great job last week. I listened, and um, I appreciate everything that you said uh, about. All that was going on, and it was it was all true, man. It was it was it was crazy. There was a, uh, you know, there's probably at this point, I think about four different instances where if, where if like two or three things don't go exactly how they went, you know, we're having an entirely different conversation right now. So, um, so so so, and even after the tennis courts, you guys mentioned the tennis court thing last week. That was amazing. Uh, along with those two individuals that were on the the court right next to them. They kind of started the process. There's another lady named Iona, which I met at St. Dominic's this week. Um, she actually works on the floor, on, on the um, cardiovascular floor there at St. Dominic's. And she was like four or five courts over, and somebody knew she was there, so they are screaming for her. And she came over, and the, the other two people that started, um, uh, Marley and Crest, the people that started the compressions and all that and and, and, and got the ball rolling, um, when Iona got there, she was able to, to put his head in, in a different way to kind of free up the airway. His tennis buddies were there, and they were doing the best they can, but they're, you know, they're not medical professionals. So she kind of took over right there and was actually able to make the call 
to the hospital to get that team in place. This isn't just dropping your dog off at the vet, right? If you're coming in with a, with a heart situation, especially like my dad did, um, there's a bunch of people who got to be involved, and they all have to uh, be mobilized and ready. You know, it, it doesn't always just take uh, one phone call, but the right person was there. So, so that was great. Um, and I'm not going to bore you with all the details from the whole week, uh, but as of today, um, this is one week and one day uh, after uh, the the event that happened on the tennis court. He has been moved to a room on the floor um, out of the ICU unit. Um, that happened yesterday, and he had a little bit of problems with his oxygen levels, so put him back in the ICU overnight, but gotten uh, word today that uh, he's, he's, he's doing way better. I talked to him. He's not nearly as loopy. The whole week, he sounded like he, he, sounded like he was like eight beers in <laughs> at all times, you know, which is really weird for my dad because he never drinks. Uh, he's like two beers maybe for an entire day of tailgating, so um, it's kind of weird to see my dad like that all the time. Now I know what he felt like seeing me in college. Um, <laughs> But no, he, he's doing a lot better, man. We I appreciate all the thoughts and prayers, and it's uh, it's overwhelming. Uh, that got me. That that actually made me a little bit more emotional than even seeing my dad in that situation, man. Just seeing how many people uh, reached out and cared it was awesome. I love I love the picture you sent us where you guys are all that he's like in the bed <laughs> and he still has his cap on, like it yeah. can't be any more right. Wayne Bailey. That and tennis tried to take me out, but I'm gangster. I'm wearing my U.S. Tennis Association hat, just <laughs> giving a big middle finger to that heart attack I just had. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Very unbrand. Very unbrand. But the, glad he's glad, glad he's he's you know making strides. The, not, the not, real not question. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But uh, doing doing a lot better and, and things are looking a lot better. But uh, the the real question that people want to know was, did you guys enjoy the pub crawl in East Abuchi? Oh, that's right. <laughs> what else was it? There was two or three different scenarios. Yeah, they all went. Yeah, they all went uh, to the, all the all the uh, chicken plants in Morton and <laughs> uh, and we had to Casiesco. cut. We had to cut one out of the show. Uh, just because we weren't sure how things were gonna go. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was like, I was like, Wayne's birthday's on Wednesday. Uh, you know, I don't know how old he'll be, but his pig heart will be one day old. And I was like, oh man, <laughs> if things go awry, that will be the worst episode ever. So that, yeah, we edited that, that out. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've had a few <laughs> of those uh, instances through the years where it's like, you know what? On second thought, let's go back and cut that. Let's go back and cut that one. <laughs> but now we've, I feel good about his heart. At whatever animal it came from, so fingers Pig crossed. or human, whatever. Yeah, right. I think they just rewired it. Triple bypass. Ah, yeah, that's he's man. Uh, you know, in my former life, when I went to nursing school to Southern Miss, I, I got to sit in on a heart surgery, and that is a violent procedure. I mean, you're there's no wonder you're sore after that. Uh, it's, uh, I mean, that's really incredible. Uh, first and foremost, that they can do that, but just that your body can bounce back from that. It's uh, yes. it takes lots of hours. I mean, like six hours, I think, is probably on the light end uh, of those surgeries. And uh, I mean, not to get super graphic for people, but I mean, they saw your sternum in half and open you up like a Thanksgiving turkey. It's crazy. Uh, so and give you a heart shaped yeah. pillow. Yeah, yeah, because. If you don't have that to hold against your chest and you coughed afterwards, uh, you can blow your staples out. I mean, life is weird. Yeah, so now I guess Jack's going to have to go drinking with us uh, again since Papa's not going to be around to keep hey, him. Take a pony up. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, no, we're super excited. Mr. Wayne, if you're listening, we're super excited and I look forward to seeing you again I need to, soon. I need to see a picture of Jack at the bar at 4th Street. I think we that should can have, be arranged. That I think can definitely we, be arranged. I think we already have some, don't we? <laughs> There's already a picture of him when he was a baby crawling on the damn pool table, slowly <laughs> trying to get him off. He, he he shoved like eight pieces of chalk down the down the holes of the balls, got all stuck. He had to open up the side of it. And I was like, "Sorry, dude. You said he could come." <laughs> <laughs> Growing up at Fourth Street, I love it. So the big news today, the Board of Trustees named Dr. Joe Paul as president of 
the University of Southern Mississippi. So the interim tag is gone. Joe Paul now the officially the Southern Miss president, and I, I have not heard a I haven't heard any dissent. This is I think this is pretty much a universally um, applauded hire. Uh, we all love Southern Miss, but do you know anyone that loves Southern Miss more than Joe Paul? I don't. Excuse me, President Joe Paul. Is it President Doctor? President, <laughs> President, yeah, that's, this is getting complicated. We'll have to ask him. My question is, is he still going to stay down there downtown over there by the park? Is he moving in our neighborhood, Jamie? They just yeah. renovated the whole house over here. Oh, I got to go roll it. That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> that's, no. Yeah, that's awesome. They've got a nice place downtown, too. But, I mean, the president's mansion is, is hard to beat. He'll just he'll he'll have, you know, a West Hattiesburg house and a Central Hattiesburg house. And I'll have to I don't I don't have any kids, but I'll have to just go trick or treating by myself. Or, excuse me, before Hosey jumps all over me and on Twitter, the East Hattiesburg house and the Central Hattiesburg <laughs> house, not West. First of all, it's downtown and midtown, but. You know, sure, we'll go with that, too. So. Congratulations to Dr. Joe Paul. Uh, very likely you might see him um, on the show at some point soon. Hopefully, fingers crossed. So we'll see. All right. That would be awesome. The big news of the week. The big news of the week. This is what everybody's talking about. We have to give a shout out to Chill Hall on Twitter. He found this gym. This is from <laughs> 2003 from the Times Daily. I will read you some clips from this newspaper article. So North Alabama defeated number one Valdosta State. Uh, 17 to 10. The win was not given as much attention a- as one incident from the game. So with the Lions, that, that's um, that's Will Hall's team. With the Lions running out the clock in the final minute, a fan dressed as a monkey ran onto the field and tackled UNA quarterback Will Hall from behind. After chasing the monkey briefly, Hall let the police chase him down and make the arrest. This is what Hall said. It was so bizarre and happened so quick, okay? <laughs> All right. I was on my way he's, back to the huddle. When he's someone, never coming back to this show. <laughs> he's, I'm not an idiot. I was on my way back to the huddle when I felt someone jump on my back. I thought it was one of their players. Then I saw the monkey. So the monkey turned out to be <laughs> Jeremiah Johnson, a 24-year-old Valdosta student. So this happened in 2003. This Jeremiah cat, Johnson was that kid's name? Jeremiah Johnson. He was 20. So he's got to be 43 now with this big name. Liver Eaton Johnson? That's, there, uh, that's an old western Montana story. It's, uh, that's wild. That kid it was named after that. Sorry, didn't mean to sidetrack. That blew <laughs> no. my mind. He probably has a similar fate to uh, the dude that did Ricky's fan, uh, Ricky's rant in Alabama a few years back that <laughs> about, what, 15 years ago went on this awful racist tirade while during the Bama game. Well, uh, news this week out of Alabama, he shot at his neighbor after Bama lost. So Ooh. this sounds like somebody that's on a similar path here. So uh, he had a blood out. Johnson had a blood alcohol concentration level of point oh nine two. According to Lieutenant Jason Jones of the Valdosta Police Department. Weak. I know. I was like, I was expecting like 0.9. I was like, ah. Uh. He said that That's Johnson barely pro- can't drive level 0.092. Well, this guy may have made it. He may not have gone the Ricky's rant fade at this point. Okay. Um, after the game, Hall said the officer stopped me at the game. Uh, the officer of the game stopped me coming on the field and asked me if I wanted to press charges, but I told him I didn't. I didn't think pressing charges would make an idiot act any better. <laughs> oh man. My question is, how in the world did we just find out about this? Well, not only was it a monkey costume, it was a Curious George costume. So that just adds a totally different dimension to me. Like, yeah, how did we not find out about this? It's it's bananas. So I fully expect a full presser from Coach Hall on this before we get through the year. Yeah, some of the guys that that talk to him after practice – they probably don't listen to us, so we should, I should, we'd probably send them some Twitter messages, but be like, hey, we need you to ask these questions. We need we need an answer to this. And maybe they, I haven't watched – I've watched one of the pressers from this week, so maybe they have – well, yesterday was Monday. So I haven't seen anything, so I I expect something soon. Uh, uh, somebody retweeted a, a clip. Maybe it was Chill Hall. Somebody else jumped on that too, uh, but it was a, 
uh, interview with Will Hall where he was wearing a Tulane polo. So not too yeah. distant past where he was talking about the incident. But I, I mean, he may it may not be that much more to it, but it sure as hell is an interesting story. That's a great story. I think it was um, I want to say it was Robert Goss who chimed in and said, you know, since they're having the Will Hall lookalike contest this week, that at least one student should dress up in a monkey outfit. Go yeah. running through the student section. You know, we did that when I was in college. It was when the um, you did a Will Hall lookalike. Yeah, we had a Will Hall. Dude, he was at he was at uh, Northeastern. Uh, what foresight you had at the I time! I know, dude. That's I'm amazing. just yeah. I know it was like uh, we were like Nostradamus. Um, <laughs> no, we we it was back when the rally monkey was big, and we just found a gorilla costume. When we were Seymour, so we had Seymour Seales and the Rally Monkey, and uh, I mean it was just an excuse for us. I don't think anybody knew what we were doing, as was quite often our shenanigans. But yeah, I think I remember a gorilla suit at some point in time during your tenure. Yeah, we had a good time with it. I don't know where it's at, but or I would, you know, I'd be, I'd be game this week. Uh, hopefully, somebody burned it. Can you imagine what that thing smells like now, <laughs> dude? Seales, man, you want to talk about something stinking? Seales oh, was from the '80s, so. Seales uh, was like the old before they even called him Seymour. It was just like Eagle, and uh, the head was like ninety percent asbestos. Yeah, it was, man. And like, uh, what's his <laughs> name? Uh, James Penny. James Penny gave like my first, like my first week at Southern Miss. He's like, hey, you want this? You can do something with it. We're like, yeah. So his so his son became Seymour like four or five years ago. So circle of life, Simba. So anywho, circle of life. Uh, if we could get Jeremiah Johnson on the show, we have questions. So if anybody can hunt him down. Well, if you Google him, you're going to come up with that sheriff from Red Lodge, Montana, not <laughs> the guy that tackled Will Hall in a monkey costume. Well, you know, the curious George part, you know, curious George is like Southern Miss's thing. Yeah, you know, like, that's uh, true. We got all the books or whatever. There's something to that. And I tell you, he really, he really yeah. missed an opportunity Jeremiah should have been a bullfrog. That would have been a little more clutch. You know, if he was a good friend of mine, I would have sat him down and had that conversation with him. He may not have understood a single word I said, but <laughs> probably drink some wine. So, so uh, in Southern Miss Athletics news, the second – well, the, uh, yeah, this is one of the bigger stories of the week. Southern Miss – Defeats Texas State by a final score of 20 to 14 in front of an announced crowd of 16,318. All right, so you get to the end of the game. Southern Miss has held on to this 13 to 7 lead. And Texas State uh, takes the lead with a minute 21 to go in the game. So they, they hit, so Lane Hatcher, their quarterback, hits Ashton Hawkins for a 74 yard touchdown pass to take a 14 13 lead. Southern Miss had been struggling from the quarterback position all day long, never really could get much going on offense. Um, Zach Wilkie comes back. So this is the second time, the second week in a row where a quarterback has come off the bench. So Zach Wilkie got sent to the bench. Then he comes back out, um, drives down the field, hits Chandler Pittman on a 53-yard touchdown pass. Really, he he kind of um, – Chandler Pittman just found a spot in the defense. They were kind of running a prevent. Wilkie hits Pittman. Pittman guns it to the middle of the field with 32 seconds remaining, and Southern Miss goes on to defeat Texas State 20 to 14. So, what an incredible, exciting finish! Basically, snatching victory from the jaws of defeat yet again. Uh, Malik Shorts came within inches of intercepting that ball that they ran for the 74-yard touchdown pass. I mean, he was on it. The guy just. He jumped up in front of him and snatched it out of the air. I mean, it was a bang, bang play, but Malik almost intercepted that. Uh, and then it would have been a completely different story. Uh, but, man, uh, Coach Hall talked about it on the post game show with Juan Cox. And that was really the only there wasn't a presser after the game. As far as I understood, there wasn't a whole lot of press there. So really, the the postgame interviews with Juan Cox are all we had after this one. But he talked about how, uh, you know, he had benched Zach after the, the fumble and was like, that's unexcusable. And 
he came back to him and he was like, you know, do you want to go back out there? And Wilkie was like, you mean you're going to let me go back out on the field? He's like, heck yeah, I want to go back out there. So he puts him out there and, and the kid scrambles to his right and makes a throw to Pittman. And Pittman talks about in the postgame interviews how he could see kind of in his periphery, in his blind spot, that there was a guy over there. So he made his move and just made a dash for it. And it couldn't be happier for either one of those guys. I mean, two uh, fresh. Well, I guess Pittman's a redshirt freshman. Wilkie's a true freshman. Um, Pittman didn't play in too many games to be a redshirt freshman. Is he? Is he a sophomore or redshirt freshman? He's a redshirt freshman. He got injured. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, bright futures for both of those guys, and what an awesome ending to the game. I mean, to go from a minute and twenty-one seconds left, you're like, there's the, the oh my god, what happened? Our defense is lights out. And then one play given up and, and we're down and, you know, we could potentially lose this thing to, you know, not quite a minute later. Uh, the same thing happening for the Golden Eagles. It's, it was wild. Uh, it was hard to go to bed late at night after that game. <laughs> uh, but uh, this this team is starting to develop a, to develop a reputation as the cardiac kids for sure. <clears throat> it's funny that you mentioned the cardiac kid. Uh, so my dad keeps calling himself. <laughs> and i did mention to him that uh said you know um i know you're you're older than i am um and i know that the southern missed like one like on the previous game like right at the last minute you know i said but you know i didn't have a heart attack anyway <laughs> uh but he's uh i guess i'm kind of guess i'm kind of glad maybe he, he couldn't uh Watch the other one because he's not in the best shape to watch something like that right now. But did you guys feel the same way I did about like when Zach's rolled out? And first of all, when he rolled out, I was like, oh, yeah, where's he? Some guys kind of coming after him, I thought. And then when he threw that ball, he threw it a long way. But I guess with the way the camera angle was, you could fall in the air and you could see Pittman alone, like behind one guy and in front of another guy all by himself. And just it felt to me like that ball was in the air, like it had helium in it. It was just up there and up there and up there. And then he finally, we knew that was the first down. And then, you know, the rest of it happened. And I thought it was my own personal, you know, come by Tillman, that whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. The pass was a little little underthrown, actually. I mean, Pittman kind of had to slow up and wait for it to get to him. But if he didn't have to slow up and wait for it to get to him, he may have been immediately tackled by the defensive back that was closing in on him. That little bit, that little bit of hesitation gave him enough time to cut diagonally across the field and score. Couldn't have been more perfect. Absolutely. So Southern Miss improves to two and one in the series. Um, the visitors have won all three games in this series. Southern Miss oh, has wow. also won their second straight game in four of their last five. Let's go through some of the uh, offensive uh, stats here. Um, Wilkie uh, started the game 12 for 14 for 108 yards and slowed up a little bit. Um, but that 53-yard um, touchdown pass really, really <laughs> saved the day for, for him. Uh, let's see what his stats were on the day. Wilkie, 18 for 25 for 187 yards, one TD, and two interceptions. Frank Gore um, rushing 20 carries for 91 yards. Um and then receiving Chandler Pittman was a leading receiver, one reception, 53 yards. Ty Mims, four receptions for 52 as well. Brownlee, four for 27 yards also. So we, we didn't really get the uh, get it going through the air like we had hoped. Some defensive notes. Dominic Quaywan, once again, he's got his uh, he's got a sack in six of seven games with his uh, second, second quarter. So he has – wait, wait, wait. He has a second six of seven games. Okay, so he's got seven sacks on the year right now. Um, the Golden Eagles limited Texas State to negative six yards mm-hmm. rushing on the day. Texas State was able to get some yardage through the air, but it clearly was not enough. Uh, they had 249 yards through the air. Yeah, outside of the points total, which was my favorite stat, um, this holding a team to negative six rushing yards outstanding i mean you know we've, we've struggled running the ball the last shoot several years probably but looking at this stat we ran for 131 to negative six i mean that's one way you get over the turnover thing you know i know that we keep you can't plan on winning a bunch of games when you lose the turnover battle but if you're going to things like this probably got to happen 
And can we go ahead and give a, a shout out early to Mason freaking Hunt yeah. on that play that he had? Oh my God, that that might honestly that might have saved the game. Because if not, play of the game. Uh, you, you know, if if that if he doesn't do that, um, even if he just gets it off and gets a marginal punt off, it's it, it was it would have been incredible. Um, for it to go as far as it did, I think it was 52 yards. Yeah. And he got the benefit yeah. of some roll, but you know, at some point, uh, he creates a lot of his own luck. I guess he does it every game. Um, but but if he doesn't do that, if if it's blocked, it could possibly be six. Um, worst case scenario, they got the ball on what like the 15. Yeah. Absolute worst case scenario, they have the ball on our 15 yard line. So play of the day, right? I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, is it hard to give him the play of the game when when Pittman did his thing? Um, if Hunt doesn't do that, though, cool. Pittman's play doesn't matter. Sure. Uh, yeah, I mean that's true, but like that too. But but both of those plays and and just yeah. there were individual efforts. Was that Pittman's only catch of the game? It was. Yeah, his only catch of the game, and I know Mason had a few more, but he's a punter, so you aren't out there a whole lot. To, after all that happened, like Frank Gore had this amazing game, ran for ninety something yards, and you know uh, it was a team effort. The defense held the other teams you know, to negative six rushing yards. All of that it comes down to two guys who didn't play a whole lot of football. They made two incredible plays when it mattered the most. And isn't that kind of what Will Hall preaches all the time? That that, that goes along with that culture word, just be ready. And uh, when you get in there, you know, when you get a shot, uh, you know, take that shot. And they both of them did. Well, it's been happening week in and week out. I mean, somebody has been stepping up to win football games. And that's huge when you don't have to rely on one person to carry the team. And a lot of these guys stepping up are really young. So, I mean, that speaks volumes for the direction of the future of the program. If you're going to talk about impact players on the game, I mean, you pretty much have to have to uh, give it to the to the uh, front seven on defense. And that's probably about 30 players. <laughs> I mean, like they just yeah, kept, no they kept rotating them in and out, man. So uh, Southern Miss had a team, a season high, 12 tackles for a loss. Ten players were involved. Um, Avery Habas had uh, the, the team high of two on the night, but 12 tackles for a loss. My goodness. That Our is, defense is disgusting. They, I mean, are, they are legitimately really good. And uh, that it's, it's really – Fortunate for our offense because, uh, look, I mean, we everybody's bashing on the offense and, and deserved, deservedly so because the offense is not great. But the offense moves the ball. The offense mm-hmm. makes plays and then something happens, either a penalty or a turnover that kills the drive. But the offense is not that far away from putting it together. It's just stopping those silly mistakes or stopping the turnovers by a very young quarterback that will eventually the game will slow down. Man, if the defense stays this good and the offense can just get out of the way and not, I mean, they don't even have to be good. They just have to be serviceable. The the team could be just amazing. Gold Eagles have a quick turnaround this week as our game is Thursday night. But before we get to that, um, for, for the for the family-friendly uh, cohort out there, Trick or Treat at the Pete is going to be this Wednesday night, October the 26th, at Pete Taylor Park from 5 to 7 p.m. It's presented by Community Bank. It is a free event open to all ages. We'll free, feature free candy and Halloween-themed games, and will take place in the Concord as well as the game field at Pete Taylor Park. And then they're going to have a costume contest at 6.30. Jason, what, what are you going as this year? Oh, my goodness. Well, I'm just glad that I'm going. Um, <laughs> you know, and I'll tell you this, I uh, sure, sure did have to take a whole lot of vacation this week that I planned on using towards the end of the week. So I'll be, um, boy, Friday is not going to be fun <laughs> for this guy. But uh, what, what time are you guys getting to camp? Well, I know Shane, you're not coming. Jamie, what about you? Are you working? Uh, yeah, I took a half day. I'm going to get off at 1 on, uh, on, on Thursday. Nice. This I, is... I, I plan on being there. I mean, I'm hoping 4:30, right there. You know, this is the game that I really wanted to come to. Like when the schedule came out, I was like, "Ooh, a Thursday night game against Louisiana at the Rock. That's that's it." Uh, unfortunately, my wife is a really good person, and she volunteers for a nonprofit up here. Besides working for a nonprofit, uh, so she just has all the care. But. Uh, She's got their event, which is a concert this weekend, so we could not make that trip. And we'll be hopefully to watch the Eagles get bowl eligible against Georgia State in the next game. But 
I'm I'm incredibly jealous that uh, you guys get to go to this game, and I hope that the fans turn up because ESPN two on a Thursday night. I mean, this screams Southern Miss days of really fun football, uh, and we're not that far away. You want to hear something else that screams football? The weather forecast Thursday high of seventy six, low of forty six. Beautiful. Goodness. Perfect. Perfect. Beautiful. So Southern Miss taking on Louisiana Lafayette this Thursday night, October the 27th at 6.30 p.m. That game, if you if you can't make it to the Rock for whatever reason, it will be on ESPN2 and all the uh, ESPN uh, app platforms. So Southern Miss currently 4-3 and three on the season, 2-1 in the Sun Belt. Oh, that's beautiful. And then Louisiana Lafayette, 4-3 and three on the season, 2-2 two and two in the Sun Belt. If you're coming to this game, wear black. It's the blackout. Southern Miss is going to be wearing all black. Fans are going to be wearing all black. It's going to be a lot of fun. Also, they're running a promotion, All Eyes on the 601. $6 tickets on the Upper East Side of the Rock. They've got a limited amount of tickets available, so be sure you hit up the ticket office. So with the, with the schedule being at 630 this week, Spirit Park, Junior Eagle Fund Landing, food trucks will be open for business at 130. Uh, ES, Grits and Green, I don't know what that is. They're going to be – good. Are they? Oh, all right. Mm-hmm. They're going to be performing at Spirit Park at 3.30. Eagle Walk's at 4.30. The Pride will perform uh, immediately following Eagle Walk. And then 6 p.m. Spirit Park will close 30 minutes before the game kicks off to allow fans to get into the stadium. So, Louisiana. Um, it's just one of those games where if you look at us statistically – it looks like it's a pretty evenly matched game, and the betting line reflects just that. It got as high as two and a half in favor of the Raging Cajuns. Currently, Southern Miss is a one-point favorite. So this is a game that is up for grabs. I mean, this is pretty much anybody's game at this point. I think a lot, a lot of our games get hot. Yeah, I think a lot of our games are going to be like that. I mean, we mentioned at the beginning of the season we thought we would be competitive in all of them. We kind of have been, really. Uh, you know, one thing that kind of worries me a little bit um, is that they beat Arkansas State, just beat the pants off of them uh, last weekend, 38-18. to 18. I believe one of Arkansas State's best players was out in that game, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know the, I don't know all the ins and outs of it. He beat the pants off of them. And, 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 then, and then the, uh, you know, but I, I mean, I was looking at some of their stats, and they, they've got, they, they, they throw the ball a whole lot, which, I, you know, I think that's going to be tough. I guess the Golden Eagles, and we just proved that we can shut down the run. So, again, I mean, doesn't it really just kind of come down to us, you know, if we can just win that turnover battle? Uh, even though we keep saying that, and every time we lose a turnover battle, uh, we win. <laughs> so, um, that's, that's living dangerously, though. You you can't bank on doing that all the time. We've gotten starting to get pretty good at it, but uh, that that's not the odds we want to play. Yeah, yeah. so uh, Arkansas State's quarterback Blackman didn't play. Oh yeah, well that's that's a a pretty big reason. Yes. Yeah. So Um, look at the okay. Look at this statistically. Look at this. All right. Points per game. Would you look at this? Look at this. Take a look at it. Can I finish? Is there is there a chance I can finish? Can I finish one time? Can I finish? Uh, (laughs) If anybody doesn't know what we're talking about, there just go on YouTube and search. Would you look at it and pursue? I mean, laugh. Just laugh a lot. Sorry. Sir, chance I Larry. Larry. <laughs> now, that's this is Ross Perot, right? Yeah, this is Ross Perot. Yeah, that was okay. Ross Perot. That's oh, like you're doing Ross Perot. Yeah, I was doing no. Ross Perot. I was doing, Dana, doing Dana Carvey and Ross Perot. Okay, no, Larry, list Larry. You gonna I'm let me? Can I finish? Thing. Have you ever never seen the YouTube videos of the guy that like he's like showing you a car or something? That he's like selling in a wanted and he's like, would you look at it? Just look at it. Come on, look at it. <laughs> no, I haven't seen. When that. we get off the show tonight, <laughs> we gotta go look that up. Yep. All right. So would you guys look at these stats? All right, listen. So would you look at it? Would you look at it? So points per game, Raging Cajuns 27, Southern Miss 25. Points allowed per game, Raging Cajuns 19, Southern Miss 21.9. Total yards per game, Raging Cajuns 356.6, Southern Miss 332.6. Yards passing, 227.7 for the Raging Cajuns, 208.4 for the Golden Eagles. Yards rushing, 128.9 for the Raging Cajuns. 124.1 for the Golden Eagles. Yards allowed, 342.4 for uh, the Raging Cajuns, 349.9 for the Golden Eagles. Passing yards allowed, 219.3 for the Raging Cajuns, 
238 for the Golden Eagles. Rushing yards allowed, 123.1 for the Raging Cajuns, 111.9 for the Golden Eagles. So I don't know that we've had a, a game this year with as evenly of matched teams as we have right now. Yeah. Statistically, at least. You know, the position yep. battles obviously, are, you know. With some foresight and uh, and our lives all not being busy and crazy, uh, a good conversation with Rage and Review tonight uh, may have been fruitful. But, uh, yeah, how, how uh, evenly matched are these teams? That's nuts. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And they they kind of spread it around a little bit too. They, they they got seven guys with ten or more carries on the season. Williams and Smith carry the load, it looks like. But but that being said, they only have four rushing scores. Uh, we mentioned that they throw the ball a whole lot, so uh, four scores on the ground, seventeen through the air. Um, you know, I mean, so it it, it appears that they kind of have to throw the ball, right? I mean, on paper, and, and we're halfway through the season, so that's got to be at least partially indicative of how they are. Um, so at that point, you know, I mean, if you're playing a short week, I'd rather be the home team, you know, than having to travel in that short week. And then if you're depending on throwing the ball, I got to think that Southern Miss is one of the teams in the league that you would probably not think that you would have as much success against. Uh, so, you know, I, I, again – is it just as simple as just winning the turnover battle? Just just not screwing it up. Defense, I think we all think the defense. I mean, we could still lay an egg at some point defensively. But I feel like that's a pretty damn safe bet. We're going to play solid defense. Um, so, again, you're playing a team that likes to throw it. Defense plays normal. You know, quarterbacks don't throw picks. Don't have uncharacteristic fumbles. And it should at least be in the game at the end. Probably with the lead. Man, we know we're good at shutting down the run, but uh, I feel sorry for the team that is openly going to pass it a lot where Dominique Kiwan is on the field a lot. Mm. How many sacks do you think he has in this game? Uh, the weird thing is, statistically, gonna I'm going like, to say the odds have got to be on one at this point, but, you know, you at least I'm, I'm saying one and a half to two. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, we'll take it. Yeah. I'm I'm so excited for Thursday night. It's uh I'm trying to figure if I would take that bet, but then I would be betting against him doing that, and I can't do that. <laughs> Just hope you're right. I hope you're wrong, actually. I hope you're like way wrong. You OBS four? Yeah. I'm I'm with it. I would love to be wrong in that situation. It looks like uh the Raging Cajuns have played a couple of quarterbacks this year. It was uh, Chandler Fields, and it looks like Ben Woolridge is, is now the guy, junior quarterback. He's got um, – uh, the efficiency has been really strong. Uh, 986 yards on the year, 10 touchdowns, one interception. So. Um, and last week he just went the hell off. Uh, 21 to 34, 316, five TDs. Yeah. So he's feeling it, right? Yeah, definitely feeling it right now. I would like to introduce him to a few gentlemen in the Southern Miss secondary that would love to catch a few of his passes Thursday night. All right, we're here for that, man. We're here for that. All right, so you guys, we'll see you this week. 6.30 p.m., Thursday, October 27th at The Rock. Also announced today, Southern Miss versus Georgia State. That's going to be on Saturday, November the 5th. The kickoff for that game will be at 2 p.m. That game will also be on ESPN Plus. So we got a quick turnaround this week, but we'll have a little bit longer of a week to prepare for this Georgia State game. So, Shane, do you have any updates for the week? Well, I will be at the Georgia State game, so I'm very excited about that. Catherine and Evie and I fly down to the the New Orleans International Airport next Wednesday, and we'll be making our way up to Hattiesburg and hanging out until Sunday. Uh, so can't wait to be back in the Berg for that. It's a week later than I would like to have been, but it is what it is. And again, hopefully we'll be playing for some bowl eligibility while we're in town. Um, that said, going into fall sports, Mr. Hosey, fall sports, uh, starting off with volleyball this week. The Lady Eagles had a great week in Hattiesburg, sweeping, sweeping Arkansas State three to one Friday, 
the 21st and then three to zero Saturday, the 22nd. Mia Wesley continues to just pile up the stats as she had 23 kills, three aces and a block to lead the Eagles on Friday and Saturday's matches. It was Kara Atkinson with 12 kills, three aces and four blocks. Next up, the Lady Eagles stay in Hattiesburg to host Georgia State at six o'clock on Friday, the 28th and two o'clock on Saturday, the 29th. In men's golf action, the gentleman wrapped up the Little Rock Invitational at the Channel Country Club in Little Rock, Arkansas, <laughs> on Tuesday the 18th by erasing a three-stroke deficit and moved from third to first in the final round, defeating, defeating VCU by four. This was their second tournament win of the fall. Uh, on top of that, Ryan Dupuy also walked away with the individual title, Cameron Clark finished tied for eighth and Robbie Ladder finished tied for 14th. Next up for the Golden Eagles is the the trip we should all be envious of. Friday the 28th through Sunday the 30th, they're at the White Sands Bahamas Invitational, hosted by VCU and Nassau Bahamas. It's going to be a nice place to play three days of golf. I actually read an article on that earlier. Uh, Southern Miss and Duke. Uh, are two of the 16 teams that are in that field that are uh, starting to garner some national attention. Both teams ranked in the top 50 for all the golf squads in the country. So uh, keep your eyes on the Duke Blue Devils up in my neck of the woods and the Southern Miss Golden Eagles who are starting to accumulate a little bit of hype behind them. Good to see. Soccer this past week. Lady Eagles fell to App State 0 to 1 on Thursday the 20th in Hattiesburg and then ended in a 2 to 2 draw at Arkansas State on Sunday the 23rd in Jonesboro. I actually watched the second half of that match on ESPN Plus uh me and Evie did. Uh she plays soccer at daycare once a week so she's into soccer and I actually talked her into watching that with me and she hung in there a lot longer than I thought. But <laughs> With just a few minutes left in that match, she looked at me and she was like, I've got a potty. She's three. (laughs) We have to take off, run into the bathroom. When I did that, the Lady Eagles were up two to one. Uh, When I came back, the game was tied two to two. So uh, if anybody that follows the soccer program wants to blame my three and a half year old for that draw instead of a win, I feel like it firmly falls square on her tiny little shoulders. but in that match, uh, Ismerelda Figueroa scored in the 22nd minute, and uh, Balababalo Shishuba scored in the 20 in the 62nd minute. Uh, uh, those were the goals for the Eagles. Arkansas State, like I was just talking about a minute ago, scored in the 80 81st minute to even the score. Uh, unfortunately, the Golden Eagles were in line to get the victory until that happened. Again, blame my daughter. Uh, last. <coughs> Do you want to say something there, Bump, or are you just clearing throat? I was, but I will add something that, you know, your daughter has a lot in in common with the Beastie Boys. She's got to fight for a right to, to party? To potty. Oh. <laughs> no, she doesn't have to fight for that right. If she says potty, I'm stopping what I'm doing, and we are running to a bathroom. Uh which, uh, I mean, not that, it, that anybody cares. Maybe Marge does because she's a nice person. She's doing great with the potty training. Very few accidents these days, sleeping through the night. <laughs> Peed like two gallons this morning. Blew my mind. I was like, well, way to go, kid. You you held that all night long. Um, <laughs> last regular season match for the Lady Eagles on the soccer pitch is against Louisiana Lafayette in Hattiesburg, Thursday the 27th at 2 o'clock. And that is before the Sun Belt Championships begin in Foley, Alabama, Monday the 31st through Sunday, November the 6th. Uh, Cross Country is next up in action, not currently playing or running, uh, but they also have the Sun Belt Championships in Foley, Alabama. That is Saturday the 29th at 10.02 in the morning. I thought that was very specific and strange that the cross-country championships start at 10.02 Central Standard Time on Saturday. Uh, Beach volleyball is in action the 29th through the 30th at the Rally Volleyball Exhibition, not in Foley, Alabama, but in Huntsville, Alabama, 
Women's golf next up, the Judson at the Hattiesburg Country Club. That is Monday the 31st and Tuesday the 1st. And then um, at this point, I think we need to put out an APB on the men's tennis team. There are still no updates on SouthernMiss.com about the ITA All-American in Tulsa, Oklahoma, back on the 1st through the 3rd, which is almost a month ago at this point in time. But then there's also <laughs> nothing on the ITA regionals in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, which was the 13th through the 16th. So if anybody has heard anything from the men's tennis team, shoot us a tweet. Let us know they're okay. <laughs> We're kind of worried about them at this point in time. I feel like this happened at one point last year, too. Who is the GA that's supposed to be running social media for the tennis team? You're fired. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that's it. There, there wasn't a whole lot of live action this week. Uh, volleyball, golf, and soccer. Everybody else is coming up and rounding out their fall seasons here in the next few weeks. Uh, not currently on the schedule, but week after next, Lady Eagle basketball kicks it off with some exhibition games before launching into their regular season. So uh, fun times. Football's midway through the season. Basketball's about to fire up. Let's uh, let's see what what can happen. Outstanding, outstanding. All right, shout outs. You guys have any shout outs? <clears throat> I got a handful. Um, so of course I know you're going to do it again, but, uh, shout out to Margie Jepson. Um, you can follow her on Twitter at Margie P is in Philip J. Um, she's a great follow, huge Southern, Southern, uh, Southern Miss fan. So, uh, and I want to give a special shout out to just all the people responsible for saving my dad's life. Uh, the tennis courts and St. Dominic, um, our good friend, Michael Roberts, Southern Miss grad, let us let me uh, and Katie crash for most of the week at his house. He lives in that Bellhaven area up there. Um, very nice of him to do that. Uh, Dr. Mike McMullen, cardiologist at UMC and actually Sigma Chi Theta Delta uh, here at Southern Miss. Um, he wasn't at the same hospital, but he used to work at St. Dominic on that floor. And he trained some of the people that were involved in my ordeal. He kept me calm and he answered all my questions. Um, really a uh, you know, was, was just a calming influence and, and just an update machine for me. So I wanted to give him a shout out. Um, then a couple of people back here, you know, since we were gone, uh, Jack was still here. So, uh, Emmy, uh, Jack's, I mean, my mother-in-law, Jack's, Jack's grandmother, uh, did a lot of the heavy lifting there, but Coop, uh, and so his son, Jaden, they took soccer one night. That was one of those super cold nights. And when you get out to Tatum, it's even colder. I don't know what it is about that place, but it's 10 degrees colder no matter what day it is. So he, he was out there freezing his ass off watching Jack do his thing. I appreciate that. Uh, Charlie Wallace and his wife, Sarah Catherine, took Jack to flag football the very next night. So takes a village. Uh, and I wanted to give a special shout out to two families that are huge uh, Southern Miss fans and supporters, um, the Dickens family and the Royals family. Uh, I went to both of those services this week. They're both beautiful, and um, and uh, just wanted to make sure that I I did not uh, go without at least giving them a shout out on this podcast. And the last one, man, shout out to my dad, tough old bird. Um, you know, sure glad he's still around. Absolutely, most definitely. Shane, do you have any shout outs, and or do you want to share whatever you're drinking tonight? Yeah, uh, you know, I've really gotten lazy as the show's gone on. I used to do like three pours a night. I'd go into detail on it. Um, these days, I'm just continuously pouring one bottle. Uh, I, I did open a new bottle tonight. Um, my favorite is the Russell's Reserve Single Barrels. Opened up a North Carolina Bourbon Society Cheryl. Cheryl. Cheryl I'm, I'm done. I, I need to quit talking. Charity. <laughs> benefiting bottle uh it's a warehouse e uh fourth floor really tasty stuff going on there i will probably have another glass or two of this and then immediately pass out tonight um shout out wise uh march awesome thank you for sponsoring the show I need to know more about the history of the traditions that you started mm -hmm. at southern miss that's really cool we need to talk about that fill us in um good good to hear that mr wayne's doing better and is on the up and up that was kind of scary last week uh so everybody that had a, a hand in that 
Thank you. All right. Good stuff. I will give it. I want to give a shout out to Dr. Joe Paul. I want to say the new Good president. One. He's the president. I mean, he's not the new president, but he's officially the interim title has been removed and um, deservedly so. So I'm, uh, I'm grateful that the board made the uh, made the right decision there. I think everybody was pushing for that to happen, and I'm, I'm glad that it did. Uh, this week's episode of To the Top Talk is presented by Margie Jepson and Colonial Life. Margie is a super fan and person that can help your business with health insurance for your employees. Medical, dental, vision, disability, cancer, life insurance, and more. Southern Miss alums get an, get additional free services like telemedicine. Telemedicine for all employees. This is the time of the, this is why I can't have another podcast because I just got to be able to, to just roll with it. Uh, telemedicine for all employees. This is, this is the time of year for open enrollment and Margie is a to the top person to take care of you. Hit her up 601-543-2949. We've got a new shirt. 2429. 2429. 2429. 601-543-2429. Thank you. Uh, we've got a new shirt released on, uh, to the top doc, talk.com. If you check out the merch section. Um, it's a blackout shirt. Now, if you order it today, it's probably not going to be here by Thursday, just being completely transparent. But if you want to give it a shot, feel free to the toptalk.com. Also, there's a link on there if you want to sponsor the show. Hope you guys enjoyed it. And as always, Southern Miss to the top. Talk. I could play for Alabama, USC, or Notre Dame. You have lots of things to offer, but Southern Mississippi puts you all shame. I was born here in Hattiesburg, never ventured far away. When it comes to playing football, here in Eagle Heaven is where I'm gonna stay. I could play for North Carolina, Ohio State, RLSU. You play a good game of football, but Southern Mississippi is a whole lot better than you. season is over and done the fans here in Hattiesburg will be proud of what we've done I could play for the Georgia Bulldogs Florida State or Tennessee but I chose Southern Mississippi and right here at home is where I'll always be I could play for Alabama USC our Notre Dame, you have lots of things to offer, but Southern Mississippi puts you all to shame. I could play for North Carolina, Ohio State, or LSU. You play a good game of football, but Southern Mississippi is a whole lot better than you. Ask Mississippi State. Ask Mississippi State.